0: Hi, everyone. You're tuning in to episode 151 of the Blended Family Podcast. This is, believe it or not, the week of Thanksgiving, which happens to be one of my favorite holidays and time of year. Unfortunately, I don't really feel like I'm enjoying any of it because the weeks are just flying by. Sean and I have been extremely busy, not just with work, but also with the kids. And it seems like every time we have a few calm days, something Dramatic always happens. Just the other day, I even commented to Sean. I said, "Wow, maybe we're at that sweet spot. The kids are being good. Things were getting taken care of. I'm finally starting to get used to my daughter driving. I'll never fully get used to it, but I'm learning to relax a little bit. Not really, but I'm trying. The kids have been a little bit more independent. And then every time we think like that, something happens. I'm sure you all know what I mean. But that's just life. It's been up and down." We also lost one of our beloved dogs this week, and although she was old and ready, it was still really hard to handle. It was my mother-in-law's dog, but of course, she lives with us, and it was tough. But for me, Thanksgiving is a time to reflect on the year, and take notice of what I am thankful for, even when life is not being kind. There's always something to be thankful for, always. I think I've told you before that on Thanksgiving, my favorite thing to do is go around the table and ask everyone to speak about what they're thankful for that year. That might be something you'd like to do also with your family. It's a fun, positive exercise. For me, this year, I am thankful for the positive strides and growth for all of my kids. I'm thankful for my health, my family, and of course, my husband. And I am thankful for this podcast, being able to do this work so that I can help others. And mostly, I'm thankful for all of you, for your support, for listening in every week, and for sharing my mission with other blended families. Thank you so much for being a part of my community. I'm truly thankful for each and every one of you. As you know, once we get through this week, the holidays are only a few weeks away. Have you thought about what you are getting your loved ones? Why not consider Songfinch? They are a personalized gifting company that makes one-of-a-kind songs from scratch. Everything from the lyrics, melodies, and instrumentals are handcrafted and influenced by your feelings, memories, and stories. You get your song delivered in just a week, and the song is written and recorded by professional musicians. It's a perfect gift for anyone in your life, whether it's your partner, a child, a parent, or a friend. If you're skeptical, and I get it, I was too, go ahead and check out their website for more details and actual examples of songs they've already done. When they made mine, I really wasn't expecting it to be amazing, but I was blown away at what I got. I asked them to make me a song for my bonus kids, and I'll play a clip for you here. Is a, party, a, sincere, a good heart that makes you cheer. He loves music, he loves football, pick a concert and appear. And he looks just like his dad. Makes you smile from ear to ear. Your stepmom's your biggest fan. Just in case that wasn't clear. Madison, she's super driven, super strong in it. to win it a competitive cheerleader, no one's better when she goes for something. Both got hearts to go, and their talents all their own. Your that mom loves how you've grown and turned the house into a home Here's her way to say she's proud of you She thinks that you're the bomb, bomb, bomb Glad to be your second mom, mom, mom Honestly, she just gets glad again Heart so full of love She has somebody writes some raps To send a shiny and a man Now, if you want to go listen to the full version of my song, Just go to blendedfamilypodcast.com slash songfinch, and that is spelled S-O-N-G-F-I-N-C-H. And that will take you to my story homepage on their site. You'll get one as well when you use Songfinch, and your page will have downloading options, all of the lyrics, and information about your songwriter. And if you're ready to go, visit their website at songfinch.com to get started. And if you use my promo code, which is Family all in caps, you'll get $20 off your purchase. It's a great deal for a one-of-a-kind gift, and all of the links I mentioned are in the show notes for you as well. For those of you who have already purchased a song from Song Finch, because I did talk about this, I think, a couple of months ago, please let me know what you thought. You can email me, melissa at blendedfamilypodcast.com, or you can always leave us a message to let us know what you think at speakpipe.com slash podcast. All right, let's get into our topic, shall we? Today, I'd like to talk about exes who are over-involved. I've gotten tons of your emails about this, and I know it's extremely frustrating for you. So today, we'll talk about what's appropriate or not, how the behavior might affect your current relationship, and how to set some boundaries around all of this. To start, why are exes over-involved? You just want them to go away sometimes and then they don't. There are many reasons for that. Some of them are jealous of your new life or your new partner. Some exes feel that you're incompetent to handle anything on your own. Some are on a power trip or they're complete control freaks. So they wanna make sure you are doing everything exactly as they want. Others are just bitter and angry and they wanna make things extra difficult for you. And then there are always those who aren't trying to be difficult, but they just can't let go of the kids. So how do you know if your ex is being over-involved? How do you know what's appropriate or not? Well, the answer might be different for everyone. We all have differing opinions on co-parenting and what is an acceptable level of contact. We also have different relationships with exes than someone else might have. So there's really no right or wrong here. It's more about how you feel, how things are working out, and how your current partner feels about things. Now, that's an important piece because you may feel that contacting your ex on a daily basis is normal if it's what you've always done, but your new partner might feel that this is just too much for them. So really, all parties involved have to be okay with the arrangements. I just told you that there is no right or wrong. It's what works for your family. But I can certainly give you some examples of what might be considered normal and what might be considered too much. There are three types of overinvolvement that I'm gonna talk about today. Those are the parent who makes excessive phone calls, the parent who is a helicopter parent, and the parent who trusts no one else with the kids. So, phone calls, let's do that first. What is too much? Should there be phone contact at all? What times are the calls? These are all things that you might wanna look at. And my guideline here is that the younger the kids are, most likely the more phone calls that might be necessary. Young children usually mean lots of correspondence between bio parents, sicknesses, school issues, emotional issues, injuries. These all need to be discussed when things come up. With young kids, that sometimes can mean daily calls, or several calls a week. As the kids get older, they become more independent, and they're able to make the phone calls themselves. The best method, of course, is texting or email. That way, verbal conversations don't need to take place. If you are making phone calls, the phone calls should be about the matter at hand or any other matter pertaining to the kids. These calls should not be social calls to talk about life matters, or friendships, work, or anything else, unless you're comfortable with that. But even if you are, the chances are that your current partner might not appreciate that. And the calls are also better to be set at set times. Like you might say to your ex, unless it's an emergency, let's plan on a weekly call to discuss the matters of that week. And you want to make that at a set time and day every week. So if it's Mondays at eight, then it should be every Monday at 8 o'clock, whatever is convenient for both of you. And that'll minimize the random calls. It might not stop them. Of course, things come up, but that should definitely minimize them. Try to encourage your ex to save all of the matters for that weekly call. And you can also let them know that unless they call between a certain window of time, that you won't be able to answer. So let's say you want them to call between only 7 and 9 at night. Let them know that. And then if they call... Outside of that window, you let them know that you're not going to be able to answer. And you will let them know that outside of those hours, they'll have to text and that you'll answer when you can. Now, I like the texting method the best because it's straight to the point and there won't be any added conversation. If you're doing voice calls, you need to be able to end the conversation if need be. And some people struggle with that. Boundaries. Boundaries are best set at the beginning for this, but... We all know that that's hardly ever the case, right? We never usually have to set the boundaries until a problem arises. So what do you do if your ex is calling nonstop and every time you get on the phone, you're stuck on there for an hour while your ex tells you anything and everything? You've got to set some boundaries right away. And I can hear you saying to me, I can't. It has always been this way. Or if I don't answer, they'll keep calling. Or what if something's wrong with my child? If you have a decent relationship with your ex, the best way to set up boundaries is to have a conversation about it. Let them know that you're busy and that you don't have time for this many calls. Let them know that you will not be answering anymore unless it's during certain times that you can both discuss and come up with. If you and your ex don't speak, this can be done via email or text. Set the guidelines that you want and need it is up to them to follow them or not, but you're in control of answering the phone or not. Trust me, if there's an emergency, they'll leave you a message or text you right away. Initially, they might call over and over again out of frustration that you're changing the game. But after they see that you're sticking to the new guidelines, they'll realize that they have to also. If you don't get this under control, it will cause issues with your partner. and. You might understand if the shoe was on the other foot, right? It's all about respect, okay? So moving on to helicopter parenting. And if you don't know what that is, it is defined as a parent who takes an overprotective or excessive interest in the life of their child or children, parents who hover, parents who are too overprotective and overinvolved in every little thing that their child does, The world is full of helicopter parents nowadays. Even I have been too much with my children on certain things. Back in the day, our parents had no way of contacting us when we were gone from the home, but yet they didn't worry the way we do today. Now our young children have their own cell phones, but yet we panic when they leave the house and God forbid we don't hear from them for just a few hours. It's the way of the world today, and it could be a real problem. And to set this straight, this has nothing to do, actually, with divorce or blended families. Traditional homes experience helicopter parenting as well. But when you're divorced, it can put a helicopter parent in a state of panic. They're less in touch with the child, and it drives them crazy. So they'll badger you. They want to be involved in your affairs, and they want to know what's going on in your home. They want to know... Every time you leave the house to take the kids somewhere and what route you're taking, they question every decision regarding the child. And even though they might think you're a fine parent, they still need to be the one in the driver's seat, not you. And definitely not your new partner. Studies also show that helicopter parenting puts kids at a disadvantage. They are less independent, less adventurous, less sociable, and less successful. If your ex is a helicopter parent, you're not gonna change them. All you can do is counteract the damage they're doing by teaching your kids how to be more independent. You can certainly talk to your ex about it, show them some literature, some research, but ultimately it's up to them to change. I actually did an episode on this back last August, which was episode 89, where I talked with Julie Lithcott Hames. She wrote a book called How to Raise an Adult. And she talks about this over-parenting trap. Please go back and take a listen if you or your ex fits the description of a helicopter parent. Just reading up on it might help you to handle the situation. Plus, it really helps you understand where it all comes from. And if it is your ex, you can always maybe sneak them the book. I don't know how that'll go over, but you can try. And the last type of over-involvement I want to talk with you about is the parent who thinks you can't handle the kids on your own, so they need to meddle in everything. They think you cannot possibly handle a sick child, a school project, or a doctor's visit. In this case, it usually means that you and your ex don't get along, or they don't think much of you. Or maybe they don't think much of your partner. No matter what the reason is, they feel that you are not competent or fit to parent the kids, so they must interfere every step of the way to make sure that you are doing things the right way or the way they want you to do it. And this is super frustrating because they're making you feel like an unfit parent. Now, for some, there could be truth to it, such as if you made major mistakes in the past, drug addiction, alcoholism, neglect, abuse, In those cases, it's a bit understandable that a parent would want to keep a close eye on things, make sure that you are doing everything up to par. But that's not what I mean here today. For the purpose of this show, I'm just talking about a parent who is perfectly capable of taking care of their own child, but yet the ex still doesn't think so. And this is similar to the helicopter parent, but in this case, the ex is hovering for different reasons. If this is happening to you, Boundaries must be set, like always, but first determine why your ex thinks you're incapable. If you're not sure, ask them. If you can't ask, then write them. Oftentimes, they can't even give you a reason because there isn't one, but try to give them an opportunity to share with you why they don't trust you, and then that gives you an opportunity to fire back, to defend yourself, and to prove that it isn't true. Once you know what they're worried about, you can figure out how to handle things. So for example, let's say that your ex won't allow sleepovers during the week because they believe you won't get the kids bathed to bed on time and to school on time. You can ask them for a chance to prove that you can handle it. And when you do have that chance, make sure that you do everything that's necessary or asked. This is for reasonable exes who are just really nervous something will go wrong. Now, if you're dealing with an ex who hates you, that's probably not gonna work because they will find fault no matter what you do. And in those cases, you just keep doing your best, be the best parent you can be, and don't worry about what the ex thinks. In this case where you're dealing with a difficult person, once again, you do not have to answer to every demand, every phone call, or do whatever they want you to do. You need to let them know that you are in control of the situation. After all, this is your child as well, and you know what you're doing. You don't need to let someone else make you feel small. When you're a parent who's dealing with an ex who's over-involved by any of the methods I've described, it can be disheartening. You have to deal with this person more than you might want to, and you might be getting pushback from your new partner, so you're kind of in the middle. Think for a moment how your new partner might feel about it though. How much of your time is disrupted by the ex? How many times are you stuck on the phone while they sit there silently? This is tough for both of you. Your new partner might feel jealous of the relationship between you and the ex or just the amount of time it's taking away from you both. Also, a new partner might feel hurt that the ex doesn't seem to trust them. So if you are the bio parent, I'd like you to take your new partner's feelings into consideration. If they're frustrated, understand it's not about you and your relationship. They're calling out for some boundaries and you both deserve them. This will become an issue if you don't work together. Instead of getting angry, I want you to realize that this isn't either of your doing. This is the ex. The bio parent cannot help that the ex is pushing their way in and the step parent cannot help The feelings that might come up with the ex behaving this way, whether it's jealousy or anger or whatever. That's why open and honest communication will help. You need to be a team. If boundaries need to be set, talk about it together. Being a team that communicates will distinguish jealousies and frustrations, right? Think about it. If if your partner is coming up to you and they're upset and you make a plan together that sets boundaries that are fair for everybody that's gonna make them not be upset anymore. It's gonna make them feel like you care. Do not allow an over-involved ex to come between you and your relationship. And don't think that things will never change. We have to teach people how to treat us. It might take some time, but eventually you'll get there. And that's all I have for today. I hope that it helps those of you who are dealing with exes, who are over-involved in your life. Any questions or feedback can be sent to me at melissa at blendedfamilypodcast.com. Let's continue the conversation over in the private Facebook group, and that you can find at blendedfamilypodcast.com slash group. I want to wish each and every one of you a happy Thanksgiving, and I'll be back next week with another show. Bye.